Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. All of my dreams as a makeup artist, all those products I wish I had in my kit. I was like, okay, I'm going to make it. And I was just really like the idea of just being behind the lens and creating from a space of the artist as a makeup artist and the artist as a photographer. It was just the whole thing was just so sexy for me. Being in control of an image from beginning to end, like, honestly, I was so completely turned on by that idea. And I just became very passionate about those two worlds meeting much more from not the perspective of me being a photographer, but to help me to be a better makeup artist. Welcome to Breaking Beauty, the podcast all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. We're your hosts, Jill Dunn and Carlene Higgins. Hey, hey, Breaking Beauty fam. Hey, Jill, what's good? Hey, Carlene. Well, it's so nice to see you today on Zoom, but yesterday we got together in person and it just feels like a big deal, something to be celebrated these days, seeing each other in person. And it was really nice. Yeah, I enjoyed it. We got our nails done. We talked about some fall planning, who we want on the show. Mind meld. Yes, yes. I'm really interested to hear from you guys, though, the types of guests and the types of topics you want us to cover. So definitely jump into our chats. Yeah, of course, we have our Facebook chat room or you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or you can phone us. We do have a phone number. You can leave us a voicemail Mm -hmm. that's in our show notes, as always. And also, if you ever want to show your Breaking Beauty pride out there on the streets, we have merch. We don't talk about it enough, but you can still shop it in the Dear Media shop. And it's a great way to show your Breaking Beauty love as well. But we're always down to hear from all of you. And we welcome any and all ideas on future content. Absolutely. And if you're new around here, we're two beauty editors turned beauty podcasters. And because we have that beauty editor background, that's really what we're doing just in audible form. We're helping to edit, you know, the very best beauty products to have your dream top shelf or your dream makeup bag. And we really like to focus on the breakthrough products, people and moments in beauty. So, you know, what's really made a difference? What's caught our eye? That's not just marketing clutter. What you really need to know, that's what we do here. And since day one on our show, we've been serving up inspiring founder stories. And the person who is our guest today really is someone who I have been totally enthralled with her work. And that's Danessa Myricks. She's a makeup artist and the creator of Danessa Myricks Beauty. Danessa is based in New York, and she's truly got one of the most unique paths to brand founder that I've ever heard. She had gigs in magazine publishing and product development for big brands like Kiss New York and Benefit. She's also a photographer who shoots her own brand campaigns, and she even created her own DVD masterclass tutorial series back in the day, long before YouTube. Danessa (laughs) had it on lock. And she launched her eponymous makeup brand in 2015 and shortly after introduced her best-selling product to date. It's called Color Fix and it's an eye, cheek, and lip cream pigment. It's 18 US dollars, $24 in Canada. And these, Carlene, are multi-purpose, long-wearing, waterproof, 
cream pigments that safely can be used as eyeshadow, as lipstick, or as blush, really in any way that you can imagine. And they last for up to 24 hours. And it comes in more than 130 colors, and it's got tons of different finishes to choose from. Foil, matte, neon, metallic, glaze. So it really is limitless possibilities. And the top selling color fix shade of all time is Ballerina, and it's a pink satin metallic. Yeah, in case you're wondering, that's the one to try. But I think the name really says it all. The fact that it's like a fix, it doesn't move. And that's the one kind of gripe for me about cream makeup products is that they do move around. That's the one downside. So she really helped to solve that problem. And that's what makes it so unique. It actually won an Allure Best in Beauty award back in 2020. But I feel like when people really started to sit up and take notice is when Sephora brought in Danessa Myricks. That was in early 2021. And if you're not familiar, it's in this like little tube. It almost looks like it could be for a doll. It's it's like the length of a house key. And you only need to squeeze out like one drop. And that that pigment goes so far because it is so powered. And I think that's why a ton of pro makeup artists are really into this product, not only because it's versatile, but it's very compact as well. Yeah. And a little goes a long way. Let me tell you, I personally find I get the best results when I just use my fingertips and like you said, Carlene, you put it on, there's a little bit of playtime, but then color fix, it does not move. And, you know, Meghan Markle is a fan of this line. Like, what more do you need to hear? You know, she wore the Danessa Myricks Lightwork Palette Volume 3 back at the end of last year to the Salute to Freedom Gala. And that palette sold out instantly. It's the power of the Duchess. And of course, that was applied by Daniel Martin, friend of the Mm -hmm. show, who's just on. If you haven't heard his episode, go back and listen to it. So in today's episode, we're going to hear from Danessa all about her journey to becoming the huge success that she is today. She talks about how being let go from her day job motivated her to follow her dreams and how the through line in her work is really all about education and inspiring fellow artists to be their authentic artistic selves. She also shares her makeup philosophy. I'm calling her the cream queen and how the synergies between makeup and photography inspire her and the formulas she creates to this very day. Plus, she's going to give us some practical tips on under blushing, color layering, and her favorite brushes to use with this style of makeup. Welcome, Danessa Mariks. <laughs> And now a quick pause from our friends at Gladskin. So I know a lot of you listening are interested in minimalist, affordable skincare that just has these effective ingredients. They're going to work for the health of your skin. You know, forget about those perfumes and like the pink packaging. You're like a serious skin aficionado. I hear you. That's why I know you're going to be super excited to hear about a new discovery It's called Glad Skin, and these products have been really popular in Europe, but they're just now touching down in the U.S. So big news. The whole line, it's all about non-prescription solutions that work differently than like plant-based or drug-based products that you may have tried before. Glad Skin targets the underlying nature of healthy skin, so it's all about the skin's microbiome. Gladskin developed a revolutionary protein. It's called Microbalance. I know it sounds like it's from Mars, but what it does, it restores the natural balance of the good and bad bacteria that live in our skin. And that's so important, whether you have acne, rosacea, or eczema. So they have a line for each of those skin conditions. And for me, it's the redness relief range. I get so much redness in my T-zone, especially lately. I had this flare up that was so itchy. So I'm always on the hunt for calming skincare that's going to help to reduce that inflammation. I can't have anything that irritates and Glad Skin definitely fits the bill. It's going to help me to rebalance that skin microbiome as it moisturizes. Still need to get that moisture. It doesn't have any harsh ingredients, which I really appreciate. And it really is helping to visually reduce the appearance of redness. For me, that's That's the difference between like a good skin day and a bad skin day. 
I just feel like my skin is upset if it's flared up. So when it's even, it's a visual sign that my skin is happy. So if your team microbiome right now, Glad Skin is offering our listeners 15% off plus free shipping on your first order at gladskin.com slash beauty. That's gladskin.com slash beauty for 15% off plus free shipping. And there's a 60 day guarantee gladskin.com slash beauty. We'll link to the offer in our show notes and on our website. And now back to the show. Hi, I'm Kara Natterson. And I'm Vanessa Kroll Bennett. We're the co-hosts of the Puberty Podcast. Each week, we dive into the what and how of raising kids through puberty, that roller coaster of physical and emotional shifts for kids and parents alike. Combining reliable science and relatable parenting strategies, we will all learn about, laugh about, and yes, maybe even cry about adolescence, ours and theirs. So welcome to Breaking Beauty Podcast, Danessa. I know that you come from a big family. Um, Did you always have an artistic nature, even as a kid? You know, we weren't wealthy by any means. So we used our imaginations a lot. And I just remember growing up, like taking milk cartons and turning them into doll houses, making go-karts outside with my brother, using like wood outside and metal skates. And we were always super creative. One of the best um, memories that I have always is every year, my mother would take us to the Museum of Metropolitan Art. And we would get uh, origami paper. And I love just like creating with origami paper. I love tracing and filling in the blanks. Like, so I guess the answer now is yes. <laughs> <laughs> and what did you think you were going to do as you're like gr- growing up? What, what did you think your career was going to be? Oh, I always wanted to be a teacher. Um, that's why nobody wanted to play with me because the only thing I ever wanted to play is school. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I remember that before the days of screens, we played school. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) Exactly. And what what was it about teaching that sort of like drew you in or that like you aspired to? My dad was one of the biggest reasons why I love to teach my father just and how he grew up in the time that he grew up. He really wasn't given a choice of school or work. He had to work and he wasn't able to go to school. And one of the things that he always said was that, you know, he leaned into education very heavily. So I remember in my early childhood days, sitting with my father, you know, teaching him how to read and teaching him new words and us reading a dictionary together and reading books together and just seeing how his life was able to change the more information that he was able to to learn just was super inspiring for me. So it's just always been a part of me. And so you didn't end up becoming a teacher. You ended up in the beauty world. So how did that happen? (laughs) Yes. So all quite by accident. I'm always saying that I'm an accidental makeup artist. Um, I was actually working in corporate. It was a publishing company and I was working in sales and marketing, but they happened to be publishing black hair and beauty magazines. And I was in charge of like setting up the photo shoots. And so just seeing the makeup artists and the transformations that they were able to create, seeing just the artists in general and the energy that they had, just being a part of that whole thing was super exciting for me, especially because I was very nerdy and that really wasn't who I was back then. And so I literally sat on the sidelines like in awe, like, oh my God, this is magic. So when the opportunity came, that, that job that I was working at ended. Um, they actually closed the business. And I'm a single mom of two. And at that point, I was just kind of working, not doing things that like I felt passionate about, not things that kind of rang my bells. I was really just thinking about like supporting children. So it was kind of like I was 30 at the time. And I was like, you know, do I want to go get another job? Or do I want to feel something when I wake up in the morning? Do I want to be inspired, you know, to get up out of my bed and create something special? And so you know, the, what was closest to me as like an ideal of what that life of freedom and creativity was were the, the makeup artists and the photographers that I saw. So I just made that decision. I'm a makeup artist. Wow. Yeah. That's really scary, though, you know, especially when there is sort of like a path typically to becoming a makeup artist. And, you know, starting to do that at 30 is definitely 
a, a big risk, as it were, at the time, or to just pursue anything creative yeah. that's not as stable, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I was scared to death, and everyone around me was scared for me, to be honest. They were like, well, what are you doing? You know, the landscape was very different back then. This was over 22 years ago, so there wasn't any social media. There, there wasn't any of, like, what it looks like right now. The only way that you can learn to become a ma- uh, makeup artist is to either ha- apprentice under someone or go to cosmetology school where you learn like one week of makeup so going to school wasn't an option I didn't have nine months to learn how to do hair to have one week to do makeup so I just decided to just figure it out on my own I bought two books I bought Sam Fine book and I bought uh, Kevin O'Connor's Making Faces and I just kind of read them from cover to cover over and over and over again stared at the pictures and tried to imagine like you know, why these two humans were so special and how they were able to make a mark in the industry and what was what was beautiful and unique about their work. And I just kind of digested that and, you know, bought an eyeshadow here, a color there, kind of just played with makeup on my hand and on my thighs and asked to, to volunteer as much as possible to learn. So I, I for like a year, I just worked temp jobs, odds and ends. And then I would travel sometimes like four or five hours to be able to watch a photo shoot. I leaned into the photographers that I met um, during my time working at the publishing company. And one of them in particular was way in Virginia. So if I wanted to sit and learn or want to participate, I had to drive to Virginia for hours and drive all the way back. And that was my life every weekend from Friday to Sunday. I would do that. And I also worked with another photographer in New York who would let me just come, either come and watch, come and do like simple shoots. And, you know, eventually after a year, I got an opportunity to actually like earn a real salary for doing a job. And it kind of like blossomed from there. But it was really about just figuring things out. Yeah. How would you describe your style and what you ended up kind of moving forward with? Well, I'm obsessed with texture and I'm obsessed with shape. I think I think about shape first, then texture. And it's always like this uh, multidimensional feeling that I have in my makeup. I think where I really just determined found my signature style was honestly it was about 2000 2016 up until that point I was doing very matte faces but I always wanted Mm. to see the skin glow but everybody was doing matte 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 and so I kind of leaned into you know being able to give like a a polished full coverage polished look that looked like skin and was very like reflective and I think when I was doing this, it wasn't very popular. So people were like, what are you doing? People don't want to be greasy, whatever. But it just looks sexy to me. I just love that whole glossy, uh, layered texture kind of vibe. And then that soon turned into what people knew me by. It's actually when I started getting invited to go to other countries and teach because I was doing something that was a little different than the norm. But I love just like really beautiful skin. I love like very explosive uses of color. I think in the beginning, I was just trying to put as many colors on as I possibly can and do like funky designs, do do uh, uh, leopard prints and things like that. But I think it kind of leveled out to me just wanting, like seeing the power of like simplicity when it comes to color. Like what can one color do on a face and how beautiful that can look. And I think that was the baseline for me, even creating one of the core products of our brand, Color Fix. Like being able to use color in different intensities and in different finishes, even if it's just one color, to create really beautiful dimension on the face. And I think that still continues to be my aesthetic, layering color and texture in a very like sophisticated way. I know that you were doing these DVDs like long before the masterclass was, was a thing. <laughs> oh my long God, before, yeah. <laughs> long before YouTube was a thing. First of all, let's explain to everybody what a DVD is. <laughs> I know. I, I have to all the time. Like, okay, so you understand. This is why I don't bring it up because it instantly ages me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm right there with you. I had a stack of DVDs. Like they weren't makeup tutorials, but I, I, I have a hard time parting with them. Okay. All my favorite movies. Yes. I love my DVDs. Yes. (laughs) But can you tell us a little bit about what just like sparked that idea for you? Because this is ingenious, really, at the time, especially. Oh, thank you so much. Well, you know, one of the things from the very beginning when I started in beauty, I, I always wanted to make it a business, not just a thing that I did. Right. And so I was always thinking, like, how can I make this bigger? How can I kind of scale this experience of being a makeup artist? I really didn't understand how I would do that. But I just thought 
the process of me evolving as an artist, it just kind of fell into my lap. So many people saw that I went from this obscure salesperson in the corner to like, they can see my names in like beauty magazines. And they're like, how does she do that? Right. And, and in such a short period of time. And it was, it started with the hairstylist community and the, you know, hairstylists, they get a lot of brides and they have to always give the business away to someone else to do the makeup. So what I started doing is teaching hairstylists how to do makeup so that they can earn more money in their salon. And that's really where it began. And so it started with a, just a handful of people that I would, you know, ask my photographer friend if I can use the studio and it would be like two or three people. And then it turned to like 10 people and then 20 people. And then like the studio wasn't big enough. And I was like, okay, how can I scale this without it being like super expensive? And a lot of people were asking me from different states to come. But when I did the math, I was just like, and then I had two small kids. I'm like, I just can't do that. And that's where the idea of the DVDs came from. I was like, well, what if I just take a class, record it, and then make it available online? And that's where it all began. And that photographer that gave me the opportunity in New York, he was my videographer. And I would just invite models and do these training DVDs. Well, because I had the DVDs, I then, I guess, you know, having a, like a book or something tangible creates the illusion of you being bigger than you actually are. So I guess when people would see the DVD, they're like, she must really know her stuff. <laughs> and they would invite me to like teach at trade shows. And it allowed me to be able to educate on larger platforms. I think many people remember me in my early days in my career from teaching at the Bronner Brothers Hair Show. And they didn't have like makeup classes. Most of their classes were hair. And so I did an exchange where I would teach makeup classes and in return, they would give me a proof, right, to sell my DVDs. Mm. And I think that was a big part. The Bonner Brothers Hair Show was a big part of me being introduced to a larger audience. I mean, there are people who have my DVDs in Africa, Mexico, like all over the world because they were, you know, everyone from all over the world would come to the Bonner Brothers Show because it was like the show to be at. And so those DVDs, I think, I sold like over 100,000 DVDs over a wow. period of years. Yeah. And so they were all over the world. I mean, literally I chose $20 at a time, $30 at a time selling DVDs. And it was actually through those DVDs that I started developing for brands because they would see me at these shows. They would think that I was an expert because, I mean, she has to be. She has a DVD and her class is a <laughs> she show, right? And she so, <laughs> She's legit. I have a boo. Um, hello. She must know her stuff. Mind you, I was like literally faking it till I make it, just learning and growing every day, just like everyone else. But I think I was so turned on the idea of just even the, the little bit of information that I had sharing it and to see how it empowered people to like grow their businesses. I, that for me, has always been like the baseline of what excites me in the world of beauty, just being able to create change and transformation, not just like on a face, but in someone's life because they feel empowered with new information. show today is brought to you in part by Local Eclectic. So we're still celebrating Gemini season around here and May 25th was my birthday. I got to mark the occasion with some shiny new jewelry from Local Eclectic. So Local Eclectic is a woman-founded, women-run online jewelry store based in Chicago that carries unique jewelry from independent designers all over the world. And my favorite piece that I got from Local Eclectic is from one of their exclusive collections, Harvest Moon. And it's a solid gold Zodiac stud set. It's a trio of studs that represent your star sign. Obviously, I picked Gemini. So you get a star, a moon, and a constellation cluster. Very cool. They're white topaz and nine carat solid yellow gold. And I love this trio so much. I love the look, how it kind of creeps up my ear. And I've gotten so many compliments on it when I've worn it out and about. And Local Eclectic has worked with more than 80 designers over the years to empower other women entrepreneurs and support their small businesses. And with so much variety, there's truly a piece of jewelry to fit every style and every occasion. And two of their most popular brands are designed in-house and offer affordable, solid gold jewelry that's heirloom quality with an accessible price point because they believe that everyone deserves fine jewelry. 
And great news for our Breaking Beauty fam. Local Eclectic is exclusively offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase with code BEAUTY through July 31st. This is their best discount available, so take advantage of it while you can. Again, that's code BEAUTY for 15% off your first order at Local Eclectic. That's spelled L-O-C-A-L-E-C-L-E. ECTIC.com. Once again, that's localeclectic.com and use code BEAUTY for 15% off your first order. We'll link to this offer in our show notes and on our website. And friendly reminder this offer cannot be combined with other offers. Now back to our guest. So let's talk a bit about your journey with product development because I'm fascinated with this part of your story too. And it is so different than a lot of the other founders that we've spoken to on our shows. At the end of all of the classes, you know, people always, okay, I, I would need that exact thing that you showed us that you used. And back then, the landscape of what beauty products were available was very different than now in terms of shades, in terms of textures. So, you know, I was often doing a lot of mixology and then applying. And so that made it tricky because I couldn't say, okay, well, go to this counter and get this or go and get that. So I used to just make things and sell it at the end of classes. Like I do my own mixtures in my basement, make things so that they can walk away with something. So that's where the, it initially started. When I was at those trade shows, yes, these other brands that were really leaning into creating for women of color just saw me as an expert and asked me to come and help. And at first it was just like coming in as a consultant. And then it turned into me like um, the IMB Lash Collection from Soup to Nuts. Wow. When that started, I created those and two other lines through Kiss and that was sold in the, the beauty supply stores with cosmetics. And I would uh, travel all over the country, like teaching workshops, representing their brand, showing people how to make products. I even had like gondolas in the beauty supply store that had like a caricature of me on the corner. Celebrity makeup artists, you know, that word was used very loosely. <laughs> and a celebrity makeup artist, Vanessa Byrix, you know, created all these things. It was actually cute. I wish I had a picture of that. So it, it started there. But one of the representatives that worked at KISS later moved on to work for Benefit Cosmetics. And they, she gave me a call and asked me to come in to consult um, on some color projects for Benefit. Fast forward, that led to me being with Benefit Cosmetics for almost six years as a director of product innovation and the director of Brow. And it was there where I developed the Brow collection that launched in 2016 mm -hmm. for Benefit Cosmetics. And, and that's where I really had a lot of like on-the-job training on how to create a product that can sell millions of units around the world globally. And it was the best experience I think I've had as a developer. And, but I, I wanted to have my own voice, which is why I kind of came back home to New York and just kind of started from scratch. I mean, I think we have to tell our listeners, you're being a little bit humble here because I read that they called you in for one day of consulting and they hired you on the spot to then be the director of product <laughs> innovation. That doesn't happen. And also like we have to pay attention to that timeline. Like that was like the time of the brow, like, and they were the category leaders. Like, it's just incredible. Yeah. That you were Thank behind you. all of these amazing innovations. It really is. Thank you so much. Thank you. Of course. Yeah. Amazing. And so 2015, you launched your own line, Danessa Myrick's Beauty. So tell us what was the impetus for that? What made you finally just like, you know, decide, okay, this is going to be my moment? Yeah, well, it was a lot of things. You know, there's so many conversations in beauty and everybody has a perspective. Everyone has like their own DNA. And I just felt like my ideas about beauty weren't really being represented. And I wanted to tell my own story. I think about like my journey just as a, a black woman wanting to explore with makeup and what I had or did not have access to. And, you know, I also had the opportunity to travel around the world and I've met people from every culture. I've been on every continent multiple times. And there's so many levels on how people experience beauty. And, you know, being at home, I would look around and I was like, there's no one really speaking to everybody. Everyone has their own little pocket. And I really want to talk to everybody because I truly believe that everyone consumes beauty and in such special and unique ways. And I've been on the other side of conversations, consulting with multiple brands where 
their ideas about who wears makeup and how they wear makeup just seem so opposite of what I've experienced in the world of beauty. I'm just like, no, I need to tell the story for all of these people too. And the whole baseline when we started my brand is that, you know, your age or your sex or sexual orientation or your style of makeup or just who you are as an individual shouldn't be a barrier to you experimenting and exploring. And I, I, everyone should be able to see themselves expressed in some way in a brand. And so I wanted to create a brand that did that. It was really like, no matter where you came from, no matter how you wear makeup, you can see yourself here. And I really think about beauty as like a playground. It's just a playground of te texture and color. It's like how I learned to be a makeup artist. It's how I've always explored with makeup. I didn't want people to be afraid of playing with makeup. And I wanted people to have the freedom to express makeup in the way they wanted to. And, and so I wanted to create a brand that really, from the very beginning, thought about everyone. And, and that's really what the baseline of the brand was. I also thought about like how it was when I started as an artist. I was baroque. There was no two ways about it. I had zero money. And my whole career was based on experimentation. I remember going to the drugstore, buying pencils, breaking them in half, melting down the lead inside so I could use it as eyeshadow on the cheek, on the lip. And, you know, I wanted to create a brand that was like that. All these beautiful colors and textures that are multi-use so you could just play. And that's really how the brand evolved. Amazing. I love I love that whole philosophy. And I think around this time, this you were kind of dabbling in photography as well. Are you taught yourself photography? Yeah. And I'll tell you the real true story behind that. So I spent a lot of time not doing makeup every day when I was doing development for other brands, right? Like you're in an office or you're in a lab. You're not actively doing faces. So when I came back to New York to like be a makeup artist again, I actually sucked. <laughs> I was not so great. You know, I was super rusty. And so by my standards anyway. And so I wanted to, before I released myself back onto the world and reached out photographers again to work, I wanted to make sure that my work looks great on camera. And so I got a camera and set it up in my son's bedroom, he was going off to college. And I just would invite people to the house. First, it was just like friends and relatives and then models just to do makeup and take a photo and just see like, how does the skin look? You know, would this represent me well if I was hired? And, and it, literally it opens up like a Pandora's box for me. I saw makeup completely different through the lens of the camera. And I worked on set for many years before, but it just felt different. The synergy of those two worlds together, like it, it was almost like I was starting all over again. But with a whole new eye and I got a chance to like play and see how the skin looked. And I was like, well, I want something that does this. I want the skin to look like that. And that was a baseline for me creating product. I was just like, Oh, I want to make this thing. I want to make something that does this. Or I, I want to make something that makes the skin look wet, but it's actually dry. Like all of my dreams as a makeup artist, all those products I wish I had in my kit. I was like, okay, I'm going to make it. And I was just really like the idea of just, being behind the lens and creating from a space of the artist as a makeup artist and the artist as a photographer. It was just the whole thing was just so sexy for me. Being in control of an image from beginning to end. Like, honestly, I was so completely turned on by that idea. And I just became very passionate about those two worlds meeting much more from not the perspective of me being a photographer, but to help me to be a better makeup artist. That's what really turned me on. Our next partner is one that's been a longtime love here at Breaking Beauty, and that's Nutrafol. So did you know that nearly 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair, and many women suffer in silence? The good news is that Nutrafol is a simple addition to your daily routine, and it offers help for your healthiest hair possible. I personally notice a lot less shedding when I stick to my Nutrafol routine. It's just four pills a day. And I really appreciate that Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement. And it's clinically shown to improve your hair growth thickness. You'll begin to experience thicker, stronger, faster growing hair in three to six months. 
So Nutrafol, they actually support healthy hair growth from within and they target the five root causes of thinning. So that's stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, and metabolism. So it's this whole body health approach that I really appreciate. And Nutrafol has three unique formulas to support women through all stages of life. So that includes postpartum and menopause. And each formula is a physician formulated Each formula is physician formulated using natural, drug-free, medical-grade ingredients in consistently effective dosages, so you get those reliable results. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months, and more than 3,000 top doctors and stylists recommend Nutrafol as an effective and high-quality solution for healthier hair. So it's time to change the conversation and join thousands of women who are standing up for their strands with Nutrafol. And good news, we have an exclusive offer just for Breaking Beauty listeners. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code BREAKING to save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer anywhere and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time plus free shipping on every order. So get $15 off at Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com and use our promo code BREAKING. We'll link to this offer in our show notes and on our website. Now back to today's guest. So tell us about the number one product that took off first, the, the color fix and how that is unique from anything else on the market. Yeah, so we launched Colorfix in 2016. And, you know, I always knew the power of just pigment, right? I think, you know, when MAC had those pigments, it changed the life of a lot of artists, just like color in a jar, right? Mm -hmm. And I wanted to reimagine that idea and a texture that I love working with, which are creams. And so my goal was to create like a cream formula that you can use to do everything. And it went through many iterations and shout out to everyone who like has been riding with me with Colorfix from day one. <laughs> like when it first came out, it was like in a pump and that didn't work out quite well because it, it would dry in the tip. And, you know, there's been so many iterations of it, but no one ever stopped buying it because the formula inside was amazing and you literally can use it for everything. And it's evolved over the years to, to what it is today. But for me, it's how I started as an artist. Remember, I, I mentioned that I used to melt down pencils. Uh, like creams are the baseline for my existence as an artist. I think creams really create performance. And I would teach about the power of creams all the time. And I know a lot of people are afraid of creams. But it's, for me, it's the most powerful texture a makeup artist can use, whether you're using under powders, over powders, to cancel, to erase. And I just wanted that one magic kit item that regardless of what your style of makeup is, you know, you can use it. And that's what color fix. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely (laughs) love it. I am wearing today the color. Oh my gosh. I just had it on. I'm wearing celebration on my eyes. Oh, yes. Love celebration. That's like one of the top bridal shades. Everyone loves uh, celebration for bridal. Yeah. Let me tell you guys, I have the oiliest eyelids on the planet. It did not budge and I put zero primer on it. So what I like about the color, I just tried it this morning, but what I like is it does dry down like a little bit faster and sort of like fix as the name suggests. Whereas I think part of, you know, when you're talking about cream products, like a lot of times they just slide off because they never really kind of, you know? Yeah. That was the idea. You know, creams are easy to move around, but to your point, you have to secure them with powders and such. So I yeah. really wanted to have that ease of using a cream, but um, the long wear, like it, it actually performs and lasts. So that was the innovation. That was it. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> very, very cool. And we can't speak to you, Danessa, without asking you about these infinite chrome flakes, which I personally have not tried. Oh, I guess. I've seen them all over <laughs> TikTok. They're a huge cult favorite. Like They're just these like hella reflective pigments <laughs> that are just like euphoria. You, who? Like... So (laughs) what's like the most creative way you've seen people use them? Oh my goodness. I've seen it everywhere. You know, it was designed for the eye and face, but literally on the lips, like people are like creating such insane magic on the lips. I mean, the Cornflakes launched last October. So I've seen a lot of Cornflakes action. I I think what excites me about it is that um, 
you know, at first glance, you would think that you have to be somebody like super into makeup to appreciate the chrome flakes because they they do damage. They're blinding. They're very <laughs> powerful. Like they're all multi-tonal and shifty and chromey. But I love seeing now how like everybody has learned to embrace it, even if they're just tapping a few specks on their eyelid for a little extra sparkle. I love the range of people who are using it. That's super exciting. Yeah, I think there's yeah. going to be a lot of mad cool pride looks being created with those chrome flakes. Just saying. oh yes, yes. That's <laughs> we created a, a we created a pride chrome flake just for that purpose. The Amazing. newest launch of the chrome flakes is called Pride, and it's an actual rainbow. You see every color in the rainbow I in that, that shade. I love that. So cool. So most recently you launched the Yummy Complexion products and that must have been like yeah. a real thrill for you as somebody who is so interested in skin. So tell us what you thought. Again, like what was your twist on this? You're like a product development yeah. queen. What was missing? And do you have tips for how to apply the serum foundation and the powder? Yeah, for sure. So the first foundation vision cream cover we launched in 2017. So mm. well over five years since we launched vision. I'm obsessed with our original formula, by the way, vision cream cover. It's like <laughs> an artist's fave. And you'll understand the context of yummy skin when you understand vision cream cover. I designed vision cream cover as a concentrate. So it's like really concentrated color and coverage, but you can make it into anything you want. It plays well with everything, oils, serums, any kind of moisturizer, any kind of like silicone products. It, it really is like lemonade. You can make it as sweet as you want, as light as you want, you know, and I used to do demonstrations of like pairing it all these skincare products and glowing products to get this really beautiful skin, but not everybody can do that. Right. And so I wanted to like take all of my pro secrets, I guess you can say, and put it all into one bottle so that you could just take a drop of this and it gives you that exact same look. And that was the idea behind Yummy Skin. It was like all of my like secrets that I would use, the mixing, a little bit of the glow, a little bit of the hydration, a little bit of the skincare to make the skin like polished and perfected, but you still look like yourself. And so that's where Yummy Skin comes from. I used to say Yummy Skin all the time. I, I would always say that let's make the skin super yummy and go through a whole skincare process, whatever. So it was just part of my vocabulary. And so I was just like, you know what? Let's make yummy skin easier for everyone. And so if you've tried yummy skin, you know you need one drop. Yeah, one drop can do your entire face. Or, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, if you have other, you know, more major concerns, you can use two drops and get all the coverage that you need. But it still looks like really beautiful skin. And that was the idea behind it. It kind of reminds me of the perfect foundation for the glazed donut skin era that we're in right now because you really do yeah. that. that <laughs> yeah. And I do have a question actually about, because you, you mentioned you're like a cream queen. Do you have any <laughs> tips on specific types of brushes to use for that? Or, is, or do you just use all fingers and sponges? So uh, people who know me from the beginning, you know that I used to use my hands completely. I have videos where I do a whole face in my fingertips. I still to this day think those are the best tools. And so much of what I create right now are like your fingers are the best way to apply. So the whole entire Yummy collection is very finger friendly. But yes, I'm very heavily into pairing the right tool with your product. And one of the things that I educate on often is taking one product and showing you how if you change the brush, you change the results. It's a big part of my strategy as an artist. And I educate on that every single day. So yes, depending on, you know, the finish that you want, you'll go fluffy, you'll go flat, you'll go shorter, you'll go longer. I think there's such a science tools. And, and I'm obsessed with that as a Virgo. I love all of those little details. I do have some favorite brands that I love to use. I love my Kiko. I love the, the detail that's gone into the creation of all of those tools. I love Cosette. I used to use those Cosette brushes until the handles fell off because they're designed by artists, so they're very specific and strategic. Enad Don has a really beautiful collection of brushes that I love. Delium, those brushes, like you can tell they were created from an artist's eye. Just mm. the, the differences in the shapes and, and the, the, the length of the hairs, the variegation of the hairs, the design of the handles. It's like all of those things just tell this really beautiful story. And then pairing that 
but a product and being able to manipulate and change how a product appears on the skin. Like that's is the kind of stuff that turns me on. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love, I love, I love I need you that. Just, like, you just like change when you start talking about these things. It's like your passion is so, it's so like palpable. I I'm, a I'm a nerd. I love it. No, I love it. And like we are beauty nerds around here too. I also want to ask you just on the topic, not, not, not necessarily of trends, but like what is sort of like exciting you with how you're using the creams maybe differently today than you did six years ago when you created them is it all about the layering or is it like what techniques or trends are kind of exciting you yeah layering for me like I think about makeup how I think about getting dressed it's like you know you just add more it's like if I could add more things what if I added one more thing and then understanding the order to add those things so layering is a big deal if you look at all of our products in the assortment, whether it be complexion or it be color, there's a layering story. There's a layering conversation with everything. And I love the idea of like these quick transformations that are super easy just by layering, layering on one more thing or putting something underneath as opposed to on top and how that, that can totally transform like the way your makeup looks. I'm super inspired by that whole layering conversation. Do you do under blushing ever? This under blushing trend I've seen on TikTok where you like, I think you put the blush under your foundation. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. It's like I, what's old is new on TikTok, right? I think, you know, any artist, we've, we've been doing that from the beginning of time, the underpainting. If you even go back to the early DVDs, you'll see a full face of underpainting. If you go back to 2013, it's new again because, you know, this generation is really inspired by the, the previous generation of artists. They're not afraid to experiment and they're not afraid to like take these tried and true ideas and make it their own. And I love it. I love this like, what's old is new conversation. It's a long way to say yes. Yeah. <laughs> Been putting it underneath the foundation for a really long time. Yeah. And it just makes it more subtle. Is that, is that the idea? Yeah. Yeah. It softens it. It's like, even with your contour, putting everything underneath the foundation just makes everything look more of a part of you. It makes it look softer. It makes it look more subtle. It makes it look like it belongs to you. So I love it all. Yeah. What do you think about this trend of mixing blush with your concealer and putting it under your eye? Like, have you seen this? Yeah. I mean, essentially it's color theory, right? (laughs) Like that's one of the things that I do all the time is like take the color, like an orange, you see me use carrot top all the time. I mix it in with the concealer to create a color corrector underneath the eye. Or if you want to brighten, mix in a little bit of yellow. If you're more yellow and you use that pink, it's going to give you a brightening result. Like, I think they just found easy ways or more fun ways to express color theory in the yeah. color wheel, right? That's, that's, um, yeah. And it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So we know you've had huge success with the brand and, you know, some moments of pride having other artists using your products. What about some of the challenges like being told no or that's not possible? How have you um, maybe like moved past some of these setbacks um, in your career and just kept going and thriving? Well, I'll tell you, I'm very used to hearing no, and this is not possible for you, or this is not for you. I'm a black woman. So <laughs> I mean, I have a history of that, right? So mm-hmm. hearing those things, you know, I've learned very early on that they will make or break you and they don't define me. And I think thanks to the example that have been set before me, part of my DNA to just like hear it and feel it and just do the thing anyway. And it's always super scary and it's definitely more uphill, but it's not impossible. And, and so I just, just continue to create. I think you can create your way out of every circumstance, right? And so I just kind of just focus on creation. That's it. I will never stop hearing no. I mean, I think I will hear the words no until the day that I die, but it's just a word. It's just a yeah. word. It's not a command. <laughs> Love that. I love that. And so many artists look to you for guidance and mentorship and tutorials, as we've talked about. So what's the one yeah. piece of advice that you serve over and over again that really resonates with makeup artists when you tell it to them, like you can see the light bulb moment happening? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a few things. I think um, oftentimes, and I've experienced this myself, you know, you see the success of other people and you don't see the possibility for you, right? Because you you live in your own life, in your own world. And there's always a reason why someone else was successful. So it's hard to see yourself in those shoes. And it's one of the reasons why I will never stop doing what I do or creating. 
Because one thing I do know is that for a lot of people, you have to see it to believe it, right? You have to see someone do it in spite of it all, right? To know that it's possible for you. I think being a Black woman, a single Black woman, single mom, I'm a parent, I have two children, I'm somebody who's lost my career and had to start over multiple times, that helps people see that, see their own possibility, right? So I think through telling my story, it's one of the reasons why I enjoy doing podcasts and just putting my shyness aside to have these conversations because I know that it, it helps people, right? So that's number one. Just to your point, getting people to understand that you will hear no and you and all of it is super scary, but it's also very fulfilling and it's also very possible. That's a conversation that I have often. The other one is, you know, I know for a fact that my career and what I've been able to create changed when I decided to let go of like being like other people. Um, I told you earlier that, you know, my career was first about copying. They're the best. I need to be exactly like them. But then you're always only known as the person who does makeup kind of sort of like this person, right? You don't have your own identity. And it wasn't until I let go of all of that and just embraced who I was and told the stories that I wanted to tell that my career changed. You know, so I'm always preaching that idea of authenticity. Like even if you're the only one doing it, it's okay. Do the thing. You know, follow your gut, regardless of what's happening on the landscape, because that's what's going to be your point of difference and that's what's going to create the success for you i think in this industry especially there's always this desire to want to be able to participate and be like you know someone else and it it, it really is a thief of creativity this idea of comparison and so i'm always saying just close your eyes and in a perfect world if you can create the thing that you wanted to create or do the look that you wanted to do and there was no one to tell you no or to say it was different or to say you were weird what would you actually be doing what would you actually be creating and to just lean into doing that thing i think that idea of just like trusting who you are and celebrating like your differences is everyone's power and it's something that i had to learn and i'm continuing to learn it's really hard in this space but it's where all the magic happens thanks for listening you can find details on every product mentioned in today's episode along with our exclusive promo codes on our blog at breakingbeautypodcast.com while you're there be sure to sign up for our newsletter every episode will be delivered directly to your inbox so you won't miss a single thing and get social with us let us know what you think of the episode you can follow us on instagram at breakingbeautypodcast and did you know we also have a private facebook group just search breaking beauty podcast chat room you can even leave us a voicemail at any time with questions or feedback at 1-844-227-0302. And don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast fix. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, where you can show us some love by writing a review. See you next Wednesday.